This is Greater Together, a podcast for and about entrepreneurs and community builders in Columbus, Ohio, aimed at demystifying what it takes to build a better business. I'm Rachel Kershaw. I'm here today speaking with Vicki Bowen-Hughes, a local champion of social enterprise. Hi, Vicki. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. So I know you primarily from your former role as CEO of Social Ventures, but you're also the founder and former CEO of Dress for Success Columbus and involved locally in a bunch of different organizations, Breathe, Breaking Bread. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing these days. Well, there's so much going on in our community as Columbus and Central Ohio continue to evolve as the hub of not only the Midwest, but so much that's happening in both social enterprise and entrepreneurship and tech. So it's really exciting to be part of a community that's rooted in doing good and also doing well. And that's what I love so much about social enterprise, that it helps to advance solutions to issues in our community and then also helps our economy. So I loved it when you reached out to have this conversation because as as we say, there's no more important time than now to help both entrepreneurs who are doing good and also help solve problems that lift our community. Yeah, and, and I'm super excited to dig in and and talk about what the term social enterprise means to you, because I think social ventures had a particular take on it. And, you know, I've spoken with people at Give Back Hack, obviously, about what it means to them, but I think... Right. I think people have different ideas in their heads that I'd love to hear from you. What does social enterprise mean to you? Yeah, well, thank you. And again, thank you for this podcast because I think it's super important. And thank you for your leadership in the community because it really makes a difference. So thank you, Rachel. Um, I was first introduced to what we call social enterprise really as a kid, like loving to thrift at Goodwill and Volunteers of America right? Like mm-hmm. turn my $5 allowance into a wardrobe of clothes or you know, so buy holiday gifts and those kinds of things. I never knew that it was also helping people in a certain way or helping the organization in a certain way. But I, I loved that interaction with a community organization. And then after we launched Dress for Success Columbus, which is a nonprofit organization in 2007, a couple of years after launching, we really were trying to be creative about how we could grow and sustain the organization without relying on philanthropy. Right, right. So we started, you know, thinking about a a different business line that would drive revenue and also help to further our mission, which was empowering women to succeed in work and in life. And we launched our first social enterprise in 2011 before I had ever really heard the term social enterprise, right? And then as we were trying to grow that business line while we were fulfilling the mission, I learned about and went through Tony Wells Accelerator. And I believe that was the first time that social enterprise really hit my vernacular, right? Like it became part of the regular conversation. And I was super fortunate in my in my accelerator class, Bruce Harkey from Franklin Conservatory 
was mm-hmm. part of that. And and then he he launched the Wells Barn from from that accelerator. So that was my first intersection with social enterprise. And really, I thought that social enterprise was solely a way for nonprofits to have that separate business line that helped grow the organization through that source of revenue. Then I met Joe DeLoss, uh, <laughs> who at the time had launched Freshbox Catering and then went on to launch Hot Chicken Takeover. And of course, that was a for-profit business. Yeah. And knowing that a for-profit business could then make that same type of an impact. And during that time, Tom's was evolving and there were other large companies that were really taking on social issues and leveraging a market-driven approach to solve them. So as you know through this through my evolution learning that the social enterprise can be either a for-profit business or a non-profit organization but the important part of it is is that it's an ongoing business it's not something that's like a pop-up shop to benefit a cause it's an ongoing business that is rooted in its cause solving mm-hmm. a social issue and earning revenue. So that's how I became involved in my my personal evolution with with social enterprise. So to you it's you're doing some sort of good, you're having some sort of impact and you've got a business model that actually generates revenue rather than relying on philanthropy. But it could be founded either way, nonprofit or for profit. And I think that Absolutely. agrees with mine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, initially, I thought that social enterprise was just for nonprofit, but absolutely. And I think I have heard other people say that they thought that it was just for for profit. So um, any way you look at it, the tax status really doesn't matter. It is that it is something that's started and designed, the business was designed to solve a social issue and create social impact. And that there is revenue that's coming in and that it is an ongoing business because a lot of times people will think that if they have a quarterly event that raises money for a cause, that's a, that's a social enterprise. And that work is really important, but a social enterprise is an ongoing business. In terms of whether or not this is fundamentally different from a traditional nonprofit, I mean, I think you talked to the part that always jumps to my mind in that, you know, there's some dollars regularly coming in yes. non-philanthropic sources. But do you think there's some other fundamental differences that people need to understand as someone who's run both a straight nonprofit and mm-hmm. a nonprofit social enterprise and a straight social enterprise, right? Right, right. Well, I think that I believe that entrepreneurs that are are truly rooted in advancing social change are the the best representation of social enterprise. I do believe that there are some some businesses that you know they think, oh, this is a great way to showcase that we 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 want to be able to do good, but they they didn't really start the business to do good things. They see it as more a consumer angle. So 
I think that the for from a nonprofit perspective, it's so important that a nonprofit has reached a space where they're sustaining in their own philanthropy before they decide to go into the social enterprise space because it is running two different businesses. I mean, you want to be sure that you've got the leadership depth and you have the resources to launch a business because launching a social enterprise is as hard, if not more challenging than launching any other business because you also want to be able to report out on that your impact. And for a nonprofit, I talk to sometimes nonprofits that are struggling with philanthropy and they feel as if, oh, we'll, we'll start a social enterprise to help drive some revenue. Really being in a sustainable place first is very helpful so that you're not stretched in two different directions. That's an interesting perspective. And that makes me think of a really hard question because a lot of people um, talk about social enterprises as in having a dual bottom line. There's a Mm -hmm. impact that you must be creating or else your organization is failing. And there's a revenue stream that must Mm -hmm. be you know, generating income, be in the black or else you're failing. And, and so there's sort of two bottom lines and two different ways to to win or fail, but you're supposed to be winning at both of them all of the time. That's the point. Right, right. So what, if, if you were in the place where you've got a nonprofit social enterprise um, versus if you were a for-profit social enterprise, but still have that bottom line mission as your second is, is it different? Which one, if, if both sides started having problems, like in the pandemic, everything got thrown up in the air. I imagine if you had an existing organization of any shape, there was probably issues on all fronts. Which one do you focus on? The the right. mission, the impact, or the, the revenue, right? Because there might be, and how would how do you choose? How right. have you run into right. that? Well, I believe that with nonprofit, you know, my position is, is that with nonprofit, specifically with direct service nonprofit, your first priority is that customer that you're serving, that customer you're supporting. So there may be times with the social enterprise that's supporting the nonprofit may need to either have a leadership shift or there may need to be you know some type of pivot to ensure that the nonprofit the the cons- customers of the nonprofit are the top priority because you always want to be sure that who you're there to serve is is what's happening on on a daily basis that that's your that's your first and foremost those that rely on you that you're there to serve do you think there's different kinds of businesses that a social enterprise model might not be a good fit for? Or do you think that anything could be a social enterprise? I, I would say that I, I wouldn't want to judge anything, anybody that wanted to, you know, start something that was about social good and say that that wasn't agreeable. I I believe that the largest component is just with any other business, number one, that you know what you're getting into, 
before you launch into it. It is a, a full business. You're running a full business. So knowing that you've got, again, that leadership depth, those people who you are your advisors to support that work and that it's rooted in good, right? That it is really the, the market-driven approach is really about helping to solve issues in the community or in the environment, that it is, it is not about, oh, okay, this is something that I think the community will find interesting. So I'm also going to attach this give back to it. It's really important to have integrity in all aspects of it. And there are a number of social enterprises, including a six one floor that I'm involved with, where while it is a social enterprise, it is it is more of that give back model, right? Mm-hmm. Like the service itself is not necessarily creating good, however, a portion of sales. So similar to that Tom's mm-hmm. model you were talking about before, like a portion of everything is given back to a cause that we care about. Um, and I think that there are a lot of businesses that that are doing that these days. Do you call those social enterprises? Do you personally? Yeah, absolutely. 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 Again, you know, I think you could talk to 10 different people and they would give you 10 different, 10 different responses on what's a social enterprise. Um, but in my perspective, any, any business that, again, regardless of tax status, that is started to advance social good and is doing that on an ongoing basis is a social enterprise because they're making money and they're also advancing and amplifying social change. And you'd mentioned the the Wells Accelerators, that's the mm-hmm. Wells Foundation, Tony Wells Foundation. And I don't think that's actually been mentioned on this show before. Do you want to talk more about that or about other organizations that are helpful to people interested in starting a social enterprise? Sure. I, I believe I believe that the Wells Foundation still does some work in the nonprofit, the supporting those nonprofits that want to explore social enterprise. Notley and Philanthropitch are also wonderful resources for nonprofits that want to learn more about social enterprise and want to start ideating around that. Give Back Hack, an organization that's close to both of our hearts, absolutely brings people together in such an organic and really culturally beautiful way to you know, consider ideas to lift each other up and to work together for a week or a weekend on great ideas that people might want to take further. I'm thinking of Jerry with Renter Mentor. I know that he went through Give Back Hack a few years ago, but that is a wonderful launch pad for people who either want to explore more about social enterprise not necessarily wanting, if they don't want to be the founder, that's great, right? They can come together as a teammate to be a mentor or help flesh out a business model that can have a an MVP, minimally viable product, and really try some things out, you know, ideating with others and then launching into something. Sea Change has a wonderful accelerator that is both for for-profit and nonprofit that 
several, we know several wonderful, I think of Form 5 and the Sustainery and so many wonderful social enterprises that really started through the Sea Change Accelerator. So there are wonderful resources in Central Ohio, ECDI has now they have a social enterprise hub. And as you and I were talking earlier before we launched in, it's like with most things with entrepreneurs, right, where we are continually looking for new ways to not only support the ideas that we have, but to support each other. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times just logging into a webinar, you know, learning more, talking to your network about who do you know that might know more about social enterprise? I mean, the city of Columbus has some new initiatives. Franklin County has some new initiatives. There, It's a burgeoning ecosystem that just has a lot of really wonderful support. The Columbus Foundation has some great supports for nonprofits. So there's always new advances. And it's a, it's a really exciting time in our community for social enterprise. I agree. And I've always thought Columbus was a, a wonderful city in that regard, full of people who want to help and full of people who want to do good things with their with their nine to five. And yes, yeah. And there's six to 10 o'clock at night and, right. Right. and everything. But uh, yeah, lots of options here. And now, right. yeah. And Festival for Good is another one. Festival for Good is tremendous. You know, that's an annual event that brings together a lot of different social enterprises and a market type summer summer and fall market so that people can go and learn more about social entrepreneurship and and buy things and meet some of the founders. I mean, that's a great way to to interact and also do good. Yeah, or even just to get an idea of the breadth of social enterprise, like the different kinds of businesses that are using the social enterprise model here in Columbus. I think Festival for Good is a is a really great showcase of just that, just to help yes. you see how broad the opportunities are, no matter what you're interested in. I think there's yeah. probably something going on in this town. Right. So forgive me if this is a, a strange question, but I have been talking to different people about all these different ways that people could have careers and start companies and create organizations that are a little more impactful than a traditional job. But I think one of the concerns some people have is, you know, does that limit your ability to to earn a good living? Does, does working in a social enterprise change your your sort of career outlook financially? Like, does it pay as well as a traditional job? What has been your experience working so closely with so many social enterprises? Well, I think that as with any as with any business, right? There's there are so many different avenues, and there is the there's the compensation that is a direct paycheck, and then there is that real fulfillment of feeling as if you've been part of lifting a community in a new way. And that's something that you can't put a price on. And Absolutely. everybody, you know, you've got bills to pay, right? You you still need to make a living. And I absolutely feel that with the strong foundation and a great revenue model, we see businesses every day that are growing, they're expanding, they're hiring more people, they're paying competitive wages, they're at the forefront of helping others understand you don't have to just launch a straight 
capitalist business. You can launch a business that also does good and make a good living and hire people at a competitive wage while also having this incredible impact in in our world. So there's lots of, I think that there's lots of hope and so much opportunity for both entrepreneurs and existing businesses to adopt more of a social enterprise model because with this next generation that's coming up, this is a non-negotiable. The Keith B. Key Foundation has a a really terrific program within the Ohio State University, their social entrepreneurship program, that this, the, the, the young people who are entering into entrepreneurship, they want social good to be part of their business model and they want to be able to grow and whether they want to have a trajectory that goes eventually to VC or they want to be a main street business, there's lots of opportunity in social enterprise to be successful. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, it's not just the the younger generation, I think that's interested in this. I think everybody is looking for a little bit more meaning. So how about you? Would you ever work for anywhere that wasn't sort of impact and purpose driven? Oh, that's a really interesting question. That's a really interesting question. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's an easy one. That's an easy one. And I I think that, you know, having having had a couple different chapters in my career and early in my career working specifically for large for-profit company that I had a really rewarding, I had a rewarding career, but I would go home at night and it's like something's missing. Something's mm-hmm. missing. And once I really got more into social enterprise that to me is just part of my DNA now. I only, I, my values need to align with those that I'm working with. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I think that's sort of, at least in the people I talk to, I think there's no age limit on that. I think that's a, an right. across the board, which is part right. of why we're having this conversation just right. To, right. To, to help more people figure out how to do that. Yes. So is there any other advice you want to give to anybody who's wanting to do something a little bit more impactful or find a way to be more sustainable financially or get interested in social enterprise? Well, I would say you know that you don't have to be a founder to make an impact with social enterprise. You can be an individual consumer. Every single purchase that we make can make an impact. And putting your money where your mouth is and putting your dollars where they can make an impact is something that we can do every day, whether it's where you go for coffee, where you order flowers, where you are, you know, going for your well-being. You're, there's so many opportunities. It takes a little bit more time to find out, you know, what are the businesses that are really rooted in making a social impact. And then also from a B2B procurement standpoint, companies have an amazing opportunity to really advance social change in the across the world by procuring more from social enterprises. And there's a lot of great software that's out there. You might be more familiar with it than I am, but there's a lot of great software where it helps corporations procure from social enterprises in new ways 
that help international international causes. That's amazing. Yeah, that could be a whole nother podcast. Be, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. be opportunities. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been great speaking with you. I believe if people want to find out more, there is a vickybowenhughes.com. Yes, yes, yes. That's my website, vickybowenhughes.com. And then I'm also on LinkedIn and on Instagram, Facebook. But I love social enterprise. It's made a tremendous impact on my life and enriched my life. And knowing that the more that we work together for the common good, the better we are overall is inspiring and helps lift us all. Amazing. Thank you again. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for listening. Visit greatertogetherpodcast.com for more episodes to recommend a guest or to leave feedback. Greater Together is brought to you by Greater Columbus Consulting. Greater Columbus Consulting specializes in social enterprises, nonprofits that want to capitalize on their strengths, and for-profit businesses that are working towards a higher purpose. 